0: And now, weighing
1: in, out of the blue corner,
0: Josh the punk. Thompson. 100%
1: again. And on the other
0: mic, he weighs in, in from the red corner,
1: Big John McCarthy. Hey, hey, Josh Thompson, Big John McCarthy, weighing in. We are back. We are going to talk a couple things that we uh, have had on our mind, right? We had we're we're going to uh, weigh in again. We're going to weigh in. I like, you know, it's... <laughs> I actually have to give credit to Dave. Dave came up with that name. Did I do you may- know. Maybe it was his wife, but I think might have been Might have been Dave, have been Dave <laughs> trying to take all the credit for it. But I think honestly, it's probably his wife.
0: Podcast um, Dave, baby.
1: Podcast Dave. Um, Gotta give him
0: credit on that one. Yeah, like not
1: it. yeah, I mean like we had the, I had a discussion with Rogan. I'm like, "Man, he's like, man, I couldn't do this fucking show without Jamie." He's like, "One time Jamie didn't come." He's like, "It was the worst experience ever." He's like, "Jamie, pull this up." "Oh shit, Jamie's not here." Hey, there's no Jamie. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, so what, what 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 what's on your mind, John? Let's talk. Let's talk. I guess first, let's talk. There's a lot of talk about uh Brendan Schaub and okay. the talk back and forth. Look, I guess the bottom line is You know, none of us are trying to get anybody uh, to to step on anyone's toes. Here's the thing: originally, Brennan had said on on Joe's show that that until you're in the UFC, you are not a top fighter. You're not considered a top fighter. Look, I I just here's the conversation. Like, if I ever, if we do go on the food truck, if I do go on the food truck diaries, because there's been a lot of talk. He said he was going to have me on, and we haven't got a date yet on what it's going to happen. But the bottom line is this.
0: Gonna cut you out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the The bottom line is this: you have to know the business. Okay, it's not as, it's not as, as cut and dry as people think it is. And I'll give you a classic example of the cut and dry. There's two things I can I can talk about. There's one is you made the point on Monday when we filmed. If Brendan is correct, Fedor was never as good as Brendan Schaub was because Brendan was in the UFC and Fedor wasn't. That's true. If that's given Brendan's what he's apparently saying. That's not now. Now, let's go back to the, the actual Joe Rogan show. He never said that. He said, until until guys outside the UFC, you ain't shit until you fight in the UFC. You're never a top fighter. Yep. That's that's not true. So that was the original conversation and the argument. When you say things, and, and Joe even said, Brendan likes to say Atlanta shit because Brendan believes it. <laughs> but but it's all honestly, you guys have to understand. We're not, we're not arguing. This is an open conversation between Big John, myself, Brendan, Joe. You know anybody else that wants to come get this smoke? Okay, like Brendan said, you guys, if you guys want it, come get it. I can have this argument all day because I was that guy for the longest time that people always said you, T. Wood, Robbie Lawler, uh, Luke Rockhold, Dale Cormier. Um, Jocker Tim Kennedy, none of us were shit because we were in Strike Force. None That's of right. us. Fedor. I mean, Alistair I could ta- Alistair Overeem. They had never been in the UFC. None yeah. of them were shit until they came to the UFC, apparently, right? But then all those guys then became champions, correct? I mean, like all of us. I mean, there's plenty of. Amanda Nunes, by the way, was in the Uf- in Strike Force. Uh, yeah, I want to remind people of that. Kane
0: <laughs> Velasquez uh, Ronda, started. Ronda Rousey. Ronda
1: Rousey. Stri- Misha Tate, Strike Force. Kane Bellator. Cave Velasquez came from Strike Force. His first fight ever was in Strike Force. I want to remind people of these things. They started their career there. Now, Lawler had left his career behind. From the UFC. They had let him go. He went, went to Pride, fought over there, came over. I think in the Elite XC in the Strike Force kind of like Elite changer, XC. right? Elite XE. Came yeah. over in that exchange as well and became champion there in uh in uh strike force. Then came over to the UFC, became champion there. I
0: Ty- no, Ty- Rob- Ty- Rob- Rob- Robbie never became champion in Strike Force.
1: I thought he beat who did he beat? I thought he beat someone never. at
0: one eighty five. No, no, man. he in lost fact, to Jake. In, he lost to Jake. In fact, yeah, he got guillotine That's, choked by Jake. Yes. he had a lot of. He, he didn't even have a winning record in force. Let's just be honest, okay? Lost, lost wow. to Jake. You know, he beat Melvin Manhoef in a fight that Melvin was kicking, kicking his, his legs ass. Off, oh my god, kicking gosh. his legs off! But he landed a huge shot and won it, so it was awesome. Wow! But you know, he he, he had that. He had a loss against. Uh, Jake, like we said, lost to yeah. Babalu, lost to Lorenz Larkin, yeah, lost to, um, yeah. probably had about five losses in Strike Force, probably about yeah. three or four wins. I don't think he wow. had a winning record there. Wow.
1: Yeah, I, I just know that we really liked him because he was a gunslinger, you know. Oh, and then yeah. that, thats part of Scott. He likes to keep guys that have throw exciting fights.
0: He comes and he fights.
1: Yeah, uh, but look, let's let, let's not forget. Then then he wasn't so good, I guess. You know, in strike force. you just made me remember that. I, mean, I thought he was, I thought he was the champion at some point at one eighty five. Negatory. Um, and then I thought Jake beat him for the title, but Jake beat. He
0: beat I Dan Henderson. D- Dan down.
1: Henderson. Yeah, he beat Dan yeah, Henderson. I did. I did yeah. that. That
0: was what. That was when. Uh, as you said, Gus Johnson made his comment of... Yeah. Oh, these, things, these happen things happen in MMA. These <laughs> things happen in MMA.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, you guys... The, the conversation, it's a conversation between Brennan and me and Big John. It's not an argument. We're not here. I'm not here to pitch an argument. I'm not arguing with no one, okay? Look, we it's okay to have differences of opinions. We're not getting into this argument. It's not an argument. It's just that Brennan feels his way, and he's entitled to his opinion. And I feel a separate way because I was in the business for 22 years, and I was considered, I think, I guess I would consider myself, like, Kind of a, a top 10 fighter, top five fighter my whole career. Sometimes I was ranked number one in the world for a couple of years. So I was okay. Like I feel like I speak from experience when I'm telling you guys this. Look, we as guys that came from Strike Force, you're saying that they weren't shit until they went to the UFC. And that it, may, maybe that's here. Maybe what did uh, Chael tell him? Perception is reality.
0: Perception is reality. Okay, which please. is which is a very nice way, yeah, of saying. Well, if that because if that is your perception, yep, that is your reality. You truly believe it. Yeah, it may be wrong, but you're believing it. And so, if that is your perception, then that's reality. And I and and, and I thought Chao was being very kind with his answer and very diplomatic and political also.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm going to get into Chael's ass in in the next series that we talk about with the Stephen A thing. I'll get into him. him. But here's here's the thing. I, I, I want people to understand is that perception is reality. Look, Brendan, you have a platform. To change that perception and that reality if that's what you believe Joe Rogan has a platform to change that perception and that reality. We have one right now. We're creating one. We have the ability to change the way people think about this sport and to continue to say what you said is is actually keeping the sport locked down and not allowing it to grow. That is my perception of your reality, of the way you're living and that lifestyle, of what you're saying. That's, to me, that's not right because all the people, the only people getting hurt in this whole exchange are the fighters. Yep. The, fi- the fighters that are involved are the ones that, with our platform, could make this promotion, gro- not promotion, but this sport grow. And when you say things like that, you're only helping one promotion of fighters grow. Now, overall, we would be better off suited. If every fighter had an opportunity to fight in every organization for a title or even cross-promote for big money fights, that right there is for the sport of it all. And when when Joe shot me down and saying that, that Joe, that um, That could be able
0: to make more money,
1: would make more money to me. I look at the Olympics and I say, look, these are people from all around the world and all the countries. Now, sure. Those we we talked about this on Monday. Those people don't buy pay-per-views. There's only like five or six countries that actually buy pay-per-view.
0: So you know what? When you say buy, it's kind of like we're stuck buying pay-per-views. Yeah. we uh, we, uh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not like a privilege.
1: No, no, we're we're the suckers. We're the suckers. And then on top of that, we're also buying a fucking app these days to to pay for those pay-per-views. So when we're talking, we're having this conversation. We're the ones that can change that landscape, Brendan. And that's what I was trying to get at is you may think that way, but I can tell you if we go through that list, I would put Patchy Mix against the 135 pound champs over there and, you know, a couple of our other guys in the top five, you know, from over there. I mean, who else would you put from the UFC? From, from us to the UFC. At what weight? At
0: 135. Let's just start with 135. Well, I think at 135, you've, you've obviously got guys, you know, now you've got Sergio Pettis a mm-hmm. guy I would actually put in there because yeah. but he's fought, he's fought over there. He fought most of his career mm-hmm. over there. You know, and he's only 26 years of age, so. Yeah. Um, but obviously he can fight with anybody over there. And it's a, it's a matter of, God dang. You know, Josh, I've been at this for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've been here. I've been here from the beginning. I was at UFC one. Okay, I was kind of part of that, and then I ended up, you know, being asked to referee at UFC two. But n- people have no. I, I, I get these things all the time. You know, you're just a referee. Stay in your lane. It's like yeah, <laughs> you know, and you know, you sh- you should be kissing Dana White's ass because you are who you are because of him. And I'm like, yeah, okay, interesting, interesting. Yeah, it's because you know, truthfully. Dana should be kissing my ass in some ways, huh. because if it wasn't for some of the things I did, there wouldn't have been a sport. But people don't know about that stuff, no. just like Brendan doesn't know about that stuff. Yeah. And it's not for him to know. It doesn't matter now. It, yeah. it, you know that's old crap. But everything that has happened, and this is the one thing that I say overall, I yeah. love the fact that the UFC did what it did, in you know when Lorenzo and Frank Fertitta. They they lost a lot of money and kept at it and finally got it to the point where, man, it started to explode. It started to grow at this exponential rate and more and more casual people started becoming fans of MMA. Now, if you're going to tell me that if the UFC had died back then, would the sport have died? No. The sport wouldn't have died, but I don't think it would have been what it is now. So... Because the sport grew because of the fact that the sport came up just about at the same time that the internet was coming Mm. up. And that's what, you know, if you want to go back to the old days, I'll talk about the old days and what happened. But I ended up in court, you know, so many times fighting for the life of mixed martial arts and the UFC, we'll say. And, you know, I was always presented with the same arguments from these attorneys who had people that were their experts that had perceptions. Perceptions of what we were doing in the sport of MMA. Perceptions that we were doing things that were going to get people killed. Perceptions that we were evil. Perceptions that fighting the way that we were fighting was dirty. And it was, you know, that was their perception. They actually believed what they were saying, but that's what made it easy to combat because it was pretty ridiculous Mm -hmm. because they had no basis of expertise and that, but that's the one thing and I look at this. Brendan has got a huge basis of expertise. Brendan's a smart guy. I, I like Brendan Schaub. I think he's funny as hell. I love the fact that he has created a, you know, entire persona and career outside of, fighting and has moved on from it because it's not easy to move on because when you're in that position that you know you're fighting it's like I don't know what else I would do and then you come to that point like you know and he had a come to Jesus moment with Joe Rogan being as honest as he could be to his friend telling him hey if you can't be the champion and what is is it really worth the damage you're going to take just to make that paycheck there's other things you could do you're a smart guy and I, I really, I look at Joe and I go, man, you really, you helped your friend. You saved his I know life. It, I know it hurt. And I know it wasn't something that felt good for you to do. But the fact that you did it and you stood up and you told him, God bless you for doing that. Because it was the right thing. And that's the whole thing. When it's the right thing, you can say it. It may hurt. Yeah. But if it's the right thing, it's the truth. And this whole thing, if if I ask most people right now, if I ask, you know, you know who Deontay Wilder is? Yeah. What belt does he hold?
1: I have no clue.
0: <laughs> there you go. Who? Just tell me who is his management? Who is his promoter?
1: I'm going on Al Heyman. I'm going on limb. Oh, see, I don't even know. Paul, <laughs> okay, but Paul the, is it Paul Heyman or Al Heyman? I no, don't even you're know Al which Hayman, one you're it is. Right. But yeah, I don't this even is the know, point, man.
0: He's the he is the heavyweight champion of the world for the the, the WBC. There you okay. go. Okay, I was going to say that.
1: By the way, I was going to yeah, say of that. You would.
0: <laughs> but this is the point. No one cares who yeah. his promoter is. Yeah. And no one really cares which title he holds. Anthony Joshua holds a lot more titles than Deontay Wilder right now. Does that make him better? Is he no. a better fighter? No. No. I don't think,
1: I don't think he is. But he.
0: Oh. Well, okay. And that's kind of maybe been proven. Yeah. But there's only one way to find out because it really doesn't matter what yeah. belt they hold. It doesn't matter who promotes them. It matters that if they are put together, you will find out on that day who the best fighter is. Yeah. Same as we tried to do that with Tyson Fury and Deontay. And on that day... We found out that they were even. Deontay almost took Tyson Fury's head off twice, and Tyson Fury outboxed Deontay for more rounds, and it comes out as a draw. But no one cares about the promoter of it, and that's what really has to happen. Again, I do not take anything away from the UFC. I congratulate them on what they have done. They created this image that they were the sport of MMA that they were, if you weren't fighting there, you're nothing, mm-hmm. which is just not true. You know, th- there's all kinds of tissues out there that come in a box, but most people will say Kleenex because the Kleenex did a, did a great job of branding and marketing. Same as Band-Aid did as far as putting this plastic thing on a cut that you got, all right? But it doesn't mean that that Band-Aid brand is better then the next one, it just yeah. doesn't mean that and and that's what people have to get past This sport is about the fighters It is about who is the best fighter and the UFC's got a ton of phenomenal fighters mm-hmm. But there are a ton of phenomenal fighters that are not in the UFC mm-hmm. The UFC cannot have all those people. Yeah. It just can't
1: Well, here's the thing I have a couple things that I like. I want to kind of get off my chest. If they were concerned about having the best fighters, they would have never have traded away Demetrius Johnson.
0: Okay, <laughs> that's, that's I, I, I kind of go with that one. I agree with that one. You
1: but. know, I mean, you have to you have to admit that. Now, look, Benson oh. Henderson, they let he left and came over to Bellator, and for his first couple fights, and you can't say
0: that they let him go. They did not let him go. I hear no. that all the time. No, no, and that's just not true.
1: He left. Yeah. Le- yeah, he left for more money. He left he because he made a choice. He left because he wanted he he didn't like the way they were treating him. I had this conversation with him multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he left because he didn't so like did the way I. they were treated him. He understood. That's why I was trying to get to the point earlier about you have to understand the business side of it. And the business side of it is sometimes no matter how good you are, you will never see a title shot. It does not matter. Like, look at John Fitch. What did he have, like, 9 or 10 or 11 wins in a row or some shit before they finally, like, begrudgingly gave him a title shot? It didn't work out. That's fine. But that's your dream. That's your lifelong dream is to get that shot. You know what I mean? And I had it from the UFC. I had it taken away from me twice. The Eves Edwards fight was supposed to be for a title. Okay? The, the uh, Pettis fight never happened because he uh, mysteriously got injured. You know, and it was just one of those things. I continue to say this, and I had and podcast Dave laughs about it. But there's things that you have to understand the business side of it. Gegard Musasi, they didn't never they never liked his persona because he was so quiet, didn't really do yep. interviews very he does, well.
0: He's not that guy that sells tickets.
1: And everyone's like, oh yeah, well, if you want the best fighters, they would have fight. They would have fought to try to keep him. That was one too. Is that when they did that with him? Like, all he was one fight away from a title shot. Jacare was the only guy in front of him. And Jacques ended up losing to, I think, were Joel Romero at the time. Yep. And yep. but Gegard would have slid up in front of him. He would have been next in line. He left when he was in line for a title shot. Yep. He left because he just didn't like the way that they were treating him and he had a relationship with Scott Coker. Now, you guys can say what you want about Cyborg, but she just didn't <laughs> like she didn't like she didn't like the way she was being treated. And she knew that, like basically they wanted to lock her down so she couldn't go anywhere else. And for some reason, they didn't want to give her the Amanda Nunes fight for a one-fight deal, which was smart on that part. I'm not mocking them yes. for doing that. I'm simply saying there's plenty of times where I can say where the best fighters are not in the UFC because they actually traded one away. They Why didn't they have him with a the rematch? They were one and one Why didn't they have him fight Hader Cejudo again? If because
0: you ca- his pay-per-view numbers were very low.
1: How were you going to let someone like... And I know Eddie left uh, for a lot more money. A lot more oh, money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he left for a fucking...
0: Congratulations, Eddie Alvarez. Yes, you yes. are the master.
1: I tip my hat to you. Oh But yes. I, I want B-b-b- everyone <laughs> to understand. I want everyone to understand. There is business. There's reasons why behind the scenes that maybe Brendan doesn't know, but there's business reasons why people sometimes don't care about being considered the best. They care about what is the long-term effects of their life. And that like what I mean is financially, financially. mentally, all the things that go along with it. And he says, well, if you're not fighting the best guys day in and day out... Well, I can go back to multiple cases where guys that were considered the best were fighting, not the best guys, they were fighting guys that were like number 10, number 8, because like Joe Silva showed me, these are all the best guys in your weight class, in the top 10. Eight of them are hurt. These are your options. Number 10, and number 1's already matched up with number 3. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have he didn't have a lot of options and I that's where I cut Joe after I had that conversation I cut him some slack I was like cause right, I get it I understand why I couldn't get a fight you know against this guy or that guy you know what I mean I mean but you have to understand not just that but the business side of it until you understand the business side of it that goes along with what I'm talking about as far as the platform, the platform for us, Brendan, Brendan, yourself, Joe, us, anybody that has uh, Kenny Florian and Anik, they have a podcast as well. Michael Bisbing has a podcast. My boy Frankie Egger just started his check his out as well. You guys, you have to understand that there's a platform for these guys. All these guys, we give them a platform for them to show their skills, to talk on the shows, to to talk about them, to build them up even more. We have to let the world know that this is the MMA sport, and we have to build it up so we can see that year-end show. If we continue to kowtow to UFC and all these, and, and, and that promotion, saying like, hey, all the best fighters are there, and we only give rankings for top 10 guys there, we're never going to see the fights that we won. Want to see, you know? For me, I really want to see Stephen Thompson MVP. You know, like there's fights that I, I fights that I really want to see in that. Like I would love to see, you know, there's so many I can't even like think about. You know, like I'm <laughs> I'm, ser- I'm serious. I'm like I'm like able you know, to top of my head. You know what I mean? Like I would love to see these guys fight. I would love to see Ed Ruth versus Colby Covington. That'd be a fucking amazing fight. Love to see Colby try to take that dude down. No fucking way. Kidding me? <laughs> Come you're, on. Out of your, you're out of your Meme mind. And Grace, he took
0: him down. What are you Yo, talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, but See, I you got know, you right but, there.
1: But, but no, it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't. Happen. <laughs> there, but you have to. This is where we. I can be. I can be honest. I can speak into the. I can speak to you guys and just tell. Look, he went to a new camp for that fight. New camp didn't have what he wanted, but he had nowhere else to go. He had to go there and fight, and he fought Neiman, gassed out, out, conditioning card didn't work. You have to know the backstory behind these things, you guys, and that's part of like for me being like I'm figuring this out as being an analyst. i fig- you have to do your research. You can't just show up and say, "Hey, I know all about fighting." You know, and sure, we do. We know a lot about it. But there's a lot of research that goes into things like this. And I feel like with Brendan that that what he said is not helping the sport itself. And that to me is affecting the fact that we have platforms that we can speak on to get the things that we want and Force these promotions to do kind of what fans like, you know. Like, I'm not saying it's gonna happen overnight. I'm not saying that. But by saying the things you said, you're discrediting guys like Lima, Patricio, you know, Patchy Mix. I mean, all of our guys, and Juan Archuleta could be a 35 pounder. You know, I mean, he's done 35, 45, 55. You know, he can do all those things. You know, Gegard Mousasi can fight it. He's fought at every weight class: 85, 205, heavyweight. Heavyweight. You know what I mean? And I can go on and on and on, but. To go on to this, it doesn't make any sense to continue saying what we're saying because, look, if Fedor never, which he never fought in the UFC, that's like saying Brendan, you were better than him because he never fought in the UFC. That
0: doesn't make any sense. Well, you you can look at it this way: Sakuraba fought. Is it Sakuraba is in the UFC Hall of Fame? (laughs) I I, I love that. Okay, and he fought one show in the UFC. That's yeah. it. Okay. Now, does that mean that he sucked as a fighter because he only fought the one show? No. Come on. And you know, it, it's just there's too many guys out there that have had just incredible careers that they just never win. You know, there's guys still out there. You know, there's um what the hell is uh, Khaledov, Mohamed Khaledov, mm-hmm. who has never been in the UFC. Man, that dude is a monster. You know, fights in KSW a lot. He fought in Extreme uh, Elite XC and then fought in ACB, fought in uh, KSW. He just wins everywhere because he's a freaking monster. Mm-hmm. We'll fight at 185 or 205. And these are the guys, they're out there that they've never been in the UFC. Man, they, mm-hmm. could, they can fight with anybody. And these are the guys that you know. If you're actually part of the sport, you get to see these guys, and you go, "Oh man, that dude's good." You know, I talked to you about a guy named Ryzoff. Man, he's so good. Mm-hmm. Love that guy. And it's like no one knows who he is. Mm-hmm. These guys are out there, and, and it's, this is not just about saying, "Oh, you know, you know." People are saying the Bellator fighters aren't. good. They're, Lance Palmer. Lance Palmer is a stud. He's a fucking right? animal fighting the PFL. Okay. Yeah. You know, Brata Cooper, is he's coming into his own. That dude's a beast. Yep. You know, he knocked out Jake Shields. He's knocked out how many people. He has got freaking bombs in his hands. Dogs. He touches your chin. You are going, dogs, here you go. tried not to use your line, man. Yeah. He is, he's, he's hes that guy you can see. Oh, you know, he came from the same place that, you know, Justin Gaethje, when Justin Gaethje or Marlon Moraes were fighting in the World Series of Fighting, they sucked, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were the champions there, but oh, they could never beat anybody in the UFC, really. Now let's you go back to what you're saying. Dana White keeps on pushing Conor McGregor against Khabib Nurmagomedov too. Khabib hasn't even fought Tony Ferguson yet, and he's already dismissing Tony Ferguson. All right, and he's dismissing Justin Gaethje, who has worked his way, as you're saying, worked your way to that point. And the reason he's dismissing those guys is because his job is to be a promoter and to get you as the general public to start to believe, yeah, that's the fight that I want to see. That's the good fight. Dana keeps on telling me that's the fight to make. He's right in the narrative. Hey, what's that? He's right in the narrative. Absolutely. You know, but it's a matter of, this is because Khabib versus McGregor, just like Joe was talking about, is going to make a lot of money. What is what is Dana's job? His job is to make the UFC a lot of money. That puts money in his pocket. You know, I, I don't blame him, but you got to at least look and say, is the narrative correct? No, it's not. You know, let's be honest. If you're going to say who should fight Khabib, obviously Tony Ferguson deserves that. And if Tony Ferguson loses to Khabib, Justin Gaethje the guy that actually deserves the shot. At Khabib next, he's the I one think, that's worked his way there. He's fought the fought the fights that should get him there. I think it's Masvidal deserves that fight. If what are you talking make, about? Masvidal's one seventy.
1: Eh, you know, I want to see that fight. <laughs> 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 it's what I, I want to see. It's what I, I want to see. You
0: know, I, I honestly think they're going to put Masvidal against Uzman, especially after they had their little confrontation today. Yeah, we'll get it's into starting. That.
2: We'll get started. You know,
0: but you know, even. It, I would actually, you know, because of that thing, you know, I was thinking that they were they would possibly put Connor against Masvidal. I don't think that's going to happen, but I do think they could put Connor against Gaethje. I don't know if they'll do it because I don't know if they want to take the chance, but that would be a cool fight. I think it'd be a great fight. That would let you know oh, that, he,
1: that that would. So when I talked about the business aspect of it all, you guys, like this is what I'm talking about. Gaethje is there waiting, and he's being overstepped for Connor. That's, sitting on the bench. Yeah, and that's considering the fact that, like, up until his last fight against Cowboy, he hadn't won a fight till what? Since 2016. That's, you're saying someone who's been fighting consistently and fighting the best guys in the UFC, okay? Fighting those guys, he's been fighting top tier talent in the UFC. Now you're going to push him aside and put Connor in there. Sure, D- that doesn't make any sense. I mean, I know it does financially. It does. I know. <laughs> it does. Show me the money. <laughs> sense, Show man. me. The, look, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. And when you, podcast Dave in the back just laughing. He's like, "Show me the money. <laughs> what do you want, Dave? You want to see the Conor Khabib fight because you're a total casual. But go ahead, tell me, yes no. or no? Fight. No. What fight do you want to see?
2: Uh, it doesn't matter if I want to see. I, I was just gonna add one thing to the Brendan thing, though. That um, <clears> the <throat> Brendan did actually make a good point. I think that you overlooked where he said that, um, you know, when it comes to the UFC fighters, fighters don't wake up in the morning, you know, go and go into training saying. Oh, I can't wait to be the PFL world champion. What like, are you talking
1: about? Yes, they do. My, oh they, my god! The,
2: yes, they do. Like Here's h- the thing. The point is that you know you, you get in the sport to become the UFC champ. No, that's, no, okay, that's, no.
1: That's, bullshit. I, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Look think, now, uh, the sport, the sport itself. The UFC may be helped encourage them into getting into fighting, but whatever organization signs them, whoever whoever signs them, they're like fucking. They are thinking to themselves, "I cannot wait to be world champion here because that what that I, what, could."
0: If That's- you're a king of the cage, you want you want to fight for the title. If you're a LFA, you want to yeah. fight yeah, for the title. Yeah, but ultimate
2: dream I'm talking about... Like, I even remember you talked about Lance Palmer. I talked to him backstage at a, P- uh, a World Series show one time, and he's talking about, like, being close to signing with the UFC. And he said... Because he had, like... He talked about, like, how he, did, he didn't want to go to the UFC and and go after the title, because obviously he could. But, mm-hmm. um, but he didn't because of the money. So, you know, like... Yeah. I, I get it comes down to the money, but people... And, okay, know, well, I, thought, I thought Brandon's right,
0: so point was good, Dave. I want you to think about this. You just covered it, okay? Because he, we'll we'll talk about Lance Palmer. Lance Palmer has now, in two years, made a <laughs> million dollar check on top of his fight the, purse. Money, the money that he has been paid for his fight purse. All right. If he went to the UFC, which is what everyone says he should do, then he's going to get paid less than his fight purse that he's making right now, the PFL, to start fighting for the UFC to try to work his way towards getting that title shot. And what's the benefit to him other than, oh, I get to fight in the UFC now? There's no benefit to him at all. Is it the, but does he get
2: does the notoriety make it worth it? Because you're no. get you get to collect your paycheck, if but then they've also got the longevity of the you yeah. know, the career after fighting. Like look at somebody like Ben Askren who nobody not a lot of people outside, like casual fans or whatever talked about Ben Askren until the UFC when uh, when he had those three those three fights. Obviously the, the the first two fights are the ones people talk about, but people remember him now. He's his part. you know, his his followers have shot up since then. He's he's got, um, I don't know if he's got his own podcast, but he's he's on other shows. He's got his now. Own podcast? And, Um, And, you know, the notoriety is going to allow for him to have more that kind of bigger following where people are going to be more likely to buy things that he's doing after the UFC. I would I would
1: say that if you are good in any organization you have a way with hardcore fans to build your your reputation. I mean your, your reputation. Like I wasn't in the UFC for half my life. I mean I was I spent most of my time in Strike Force. I spent a couple fights in Pride, a couple a couple fights in Dream. I was in Bellator for a couple fights. But like I went from the UFC and started and you know went back to the UFC and then went to, it's like you really just it has to do with whether you're good or not. If you win fights, people will buzz about you. People right now are buzzing about Lance Palmer. He's in the fucking PFL, which is probably the fourth worst promotion there is. And I'm not trying. It's like, but it has good guys in it. Yep. It just it just doesn't promote the guys the way they should. And that's why it's not these. Maybe they're not getting the notoriety. But you have to. At the end of the day, as a fighter, you have to realize is the guy good or not. Yes, I would. I would love to see. Like Lance, fight one of our 145-pounders. That'd be fucking great. You know, you watch him fight someone like Adam Borch. You him watch him fight Darren Caldwell, two good wrestlers. Get after it with good submissions, good technique, good, decent striking. Love to see that fight. You know what I mean? There's fights to be had that are top guys in other organizations. That's my point. My point is just not every good fighter, not every top, top fighter is in the UFC. And that was all my whole argument. I felt like the argument changed a little bit when Brennan gave us the rebuttal. You know, and I, look, I can say, like, yeah, maybe you're not getting the notoriety you should be getting because you're not in the UFC. But that's because guys like Brendan and other guys they're saying that all the best guys. in the media is basically writing up their their top ten, why don't you include fighters from all across the promotions? You're gonna tell me how the how the fuck is Demetrius Johnson not in your top ten? For your your one twenty five pound weight class, it doesn't make How, any how's sense. How's he not
0: in your top ten for pound in for pound? In pound for pound,
1: I Come mean, it, it just doesn't make sense. Like, and I'm using him, and i I can. Fedor, he never came to the UFC. Didn't even give a shit about the UFC. Talked to him about it. Tried he was to get almost into, there. He was almost there, but it was like, look, if it happens, it happens. And I actually never cared if I went back. I was so happy in force. I was like, dude, I've been to the UFC. It's not what everyone thinks it is. And but the problem is is the media and the press and people like Brendan and the platforms that we present to people, we're, we're talking about them because they're part of the sport. I'm not here to say that Bellator has all the best guys, and I'm not here to say UFC has all the best guys, or one has all the best guys. But I can tell you right now, one has some nasty guys from 155 yes, down. Yes, they do. They are fucking Lightaway nasty guys, they got some... good. Yep. You you have people don't even understand. Think about Demetrius Johnson just dominated one twenty five for so long, went over there and had two really, really tough fights. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you cannot t- there was guys in, in that for years in UFC never gave him Joseph Benavides right now is fighting him, is fighting for the title. Didn't give Demetrius Johnson a hard time at all, really, his fights with him. You know, I think he knocked him out in his second fight. It did get knocked out. Yeah. And I love Joe. I love Joe Benavides. But let's be real. The 125-pound division doesn't have the best fighters. Are you going to keep telling me because that, that Joseph Benavides is better than Demetrius Johnson?
0: I think we've already proved that he's not. No, he'll be. But you watch. He'll be ranked higher. Yes. In the polls than Demetrius. If he wins the title, Demetrius will not be number one. Joe Benavides will be the number one fighter based upon the promotion he's fighting in, and that's just crazy. You should be looking at the fighters individually. It doesn't matter the promotion they fight in. And, and it, eventually people will get smart enough that they realize this sport is not about promotions. It's about fighters. Now, I again, I my hat is off to everything the UFC has done in creating what they've created and how they've done it and the marketing and the way they branded themselves. They have branded themselves the sport. But just because someone brands themselves the sport doesn't mean that it's true. Yeah. And They're I, part of the sport. I will continue to go
1: to this and say, look, it's up to us, us that have platforms, to try and change that. Now, I'm not saying that—and like, and, and it just comes down to us. And for Brennan <laughs> to say what he did on with Rogan's podcast about if you ain't in the UFC, you ain't shit— that's a big slap in the face and like that's almost as bad as what Stephen a said about cowboy you're a quitter like that's like that's like saying doesn't you ain't shit patricio you ain't shit ryan bader you ain't shit like those are gay guard you ain't shit you know i mean that's just not it's, it's just not something you would expect to hear from a former fighter you know and somebody with the platform he has and like i said guys I'm not here arguing with him. This is not an argument. We text back and forth and we're laughing. We're like, dude, and he's like, I can't believe you said that. And I'm like, and I can't believe you said that either. <laughs> it's like, you know, so this is a conversation of us just shooting the shit, talking the sport. The thing that we love, we love this. I love like John and I. After fights, we'll sit at the bar until fucking the bar closes and just talk fights like what ifs and what what we just saw. And it's this is what we do, man. I love this sport. I fucking give my life to it. Twenty something years doing it. I love this. So I mean, that's enough for the Brennan shit. Let's uh That sounds good. Let's (laughs) let's let look. I wanna get into a couple guys. I wanna get into their ass a little bit. Let's talk Ariel Wani. And I want to talk Chael Sonnen. And I okay, want to I talk. I
0: cannot talk Ariel was. because if I do, he gets mad at me. And then there's yeah, he can hurt get mad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, he he has.
1: I've known Ariel for a lot of years, and I understand yeah. that's exactly how he is. Look, look, Ariel Hawani, Chael Sonnen, and Daniel Cormier. Nate Diaz too. No, he, no, he chimed in. Yes, he, he did. Did he chime yes, in? What did he say? He said they were. Chime oh, he, he's he said yeah, Cowboys a quitter. He's, he said something <laughs> along those lines, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Nate, I think Nate's looking for a fight. You know, um, look, those three guys, you guys, you guys like to give me a hard time about being Bellator. Oh, you're biased. You're Bellator. You're supposed to say these things. Where's the <laughs> criticism? Where's the criticism? You guys, you guys need to be getting on Ariel, Chael and DC who all work for ESPN towing that line. What's best for them? OK, those three guys, they're slurp slurping on Stephen Slurp, A Smith slurping. they are slurping Stephen <laughs> hey, A Smith oh no he's good he wants to be part of Ariel is because he said hi to you in the hallway is from what yes. I understood from your comments today nice that, to that he's a very he nice guy about sport. like I said like, I said like nice I said man
0: he, Thompson. Yeah, he came up
1: and he came up to you and said oh that ain't gone he's <laughs> he's legit that's all he said and that makes him a, a, a someone who really wants to know the sport oh yeah uh, look uh, look Stephen a and I, I've met him at the Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz, or not, a, Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather fight, you know, and had a split second to talk to him. And I said this on the Joe Rogan show, just because I disagree with someone doesn't mean that I don't like them as a person. Yeah. Okay. There is a difference between, I am sure he is a very nice guy. I, I've met him. He was extremely nice. Okay. And he is... From what I can gather, and from what I've heard of him on all the on all the other shows that he does, he is very he speaks very well when it comes to basketball and other sports. The sports that he he covers mainly on his what is it called first take or something like that. Yeah. Um. On those shows, and I, like I said, I don't have to. I, I like him. I think as a person, he was very nice to me, and everything I've ever seen of him outside of fighting seems very nice. He does seem like a nice person. But that's for the wise. I man.
0: He's not nice on his shows. He's ripping everybody. That's what he does. But,
1: okay, but I'm okay. But that's where Joe and I, Joe Rogan and I talked about this. It's clickbait material. In a yes. 30 minute segment, that's why Joe doesn't watch. He's like, I don't watch that garbage. He's like, I fucking hate that. It's radio talk show headlines it's clickbait material you guys now when you talk about what debt what dc and Chael and cut this guy a slack cut them some slack you know right, Chael. i kind of want to get up in him run just <laughs> he's like oh he put out a whole video talking about we owe him an apology
0: yeah get well the i'll f- tell you what get hey, out of here you could take the, the thought of giving him an apology that ain't fucking happening that- <laughs> i have nothing to fucking say i'm sorry about it and i'm the first person i tell you when you when you're wrong Say, hey, I screwed up. I'm wrong. Yeah. And so that's really what Stephen A. Thompson needs to do. Yeah. Grow a set. Be Smith, a man. Smith. Say, Smith. Steve, Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Well, Smith. I'm sorry. I said Thompson, Thompson, didn't I? I know. I said, Thompson, I said, Thompson, yeah. Boy, I'm sorry, Stephen Thompson. Stephen, you're the uh, nicest person. Ariel gave you The, ni- the nicest MF-er uh, belt, too. So I, and you are. You've been <laughs> one of the nicest guys. So now Stephen A. Smith, man, look. You're, you know, because you came out and he, and he basically told Joe Rogan, "You're, you know, I'm telling you, you're wrong." Yeah. No, Joe's no. not wrong. No. You are wrong. You don't know the sport, and there is a difference between talking about a person that misses a basket, you know, last second or airballs it or anything like that. You can sit there and say what you want. That's you know a game, and he gets to go play that game again mm-hmm. the next night. It is different in fighting, and when you have a guy that got his nose broken, had his orbital broken, and then you say he gave up, you have just no concept of what you're talking about, and you, my friend, well, you're not my friend, you're wrong. So, Just how it is. So, when we talk about Ariel and we talk about
1: DC, and I talk about Chael, who I happen to be good friends with, and and I'm good friends with DC as well. Look, these guys are towing the company line. Stephen A. Smith is good for business they yes. work for espn it is good for business for them to say Stephen a is just doing his job he doesn't have to be there Stephen a is trying to learn the sport when i posted that video of Stephen he's a he's bringing
0: it, eyeballs to the sport when i posted the
1: video of him hitting mitts <laughs> dc commented on there the and gave this big long speech and i Wrote back something ridiculous to to D.C. about I they know you don't believe this because you work for ESPN you have to say these things. He's texting me separately. Yeah, you're right. I don't even <laughs> believe I don't even believe the shit I'm saying, but I gotta do it. But I gotta say well, that's it. the He's comments. Right? That's the comments. We're getting it's it's true. Stephen A. Smith is good for business. It's good for yep. Ariel to say these things because it keeps his relationship with him. It's good for D.C. It's good for Chael. Look, it is what it is. You guys. And, but you have to you have to learn to to separate the two things. Stephen A made a mistake. Just say you made a mistake, yep. man. Yep. Like especially if you're yeah. new into a sport, I'm not gonna walk him like, man, that fucking LeBron James, he fucked it up tonight. They lost game seven because of this shit. You know what? Yeah, like, gonna...
0: Do you see the shot he missed? Yeah. I could have made that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, preposterous.
1: That's... <laughs> preposterous. It was preposterous. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> that did Thomas King Mo thing is legit. Okay,
0: LeBron, I'm just kidding. I couldn't have made the shot. You're great. Yeah. I'm not, I'm just joking, right?
1: So when we get into this conversation, you guys, like, you have to understand they're, they're towing the company line. And, and I understand. They work for ESPN. They're very bright. They're very smart. They are smart guys, very much so. Oh. So they're, they're doing what's best for their career. It is. It's true. And so when you get into that, let them be them. But you guys, as, as fans, as people listening at home, you don't have to buy into it. Just understand. Stephen A is, yes, definitely entitled to his opinion. I oh, agree, and to me, his opinion was wrong, and I'm entitled to my opinion, and it was wrong. I also think that there's a way to uh, to present your opinion in a, not a talk show kind of way. I think in in a sport where when you're on your talk show, maybe his talk show would have been a better a better opportunity for him to do that because that's on the big stage of the to- uh, first take or whatever it is that he does with I think Skip Bayless. Let that let that conversation be had there. I don't think having that conversation with someone like Joe Rogan or Michael Bisping is something that should be had at that moment, that night, that evening. Maybe go and talk to someone like Skip, who has no idea about the, the sport of MMA at all. Go talk to him. Maybe the two of you guys can feed it together and you guys can bounce things off of each other. But talking to someone like Joe, if you guys watch the clip, Joe kind of smirked and smiled, as in to himself, thinking... This guy what has no idea he what he's about? saying right now. <laughs> and when that happens, you just know Joe. Joe even doubled down on today's show when he had Frankie Edgar on. They filmed on Monday, but then the show posted, I believe, this morning. Um, Yeah, he even doubled down on it about the whole Stephen A thing. So if you guys haven't seen that video, go check that video out with Frankie
0: Edgar. Well, if you guys what, what is it? Se- yeah. One of the things that happened was when Ariel was saying how wonderful Stephen A is to him and that's <laughs> great I'm glad that Stephen Smith is nice to Ariel. Yeah, but you know, a- Ariel did come back and said Well, because they were talking about well Stephen A said that, you know, he didn't see anything out of Conor McGregor And at least Ariel came back. and said, I saw a lot and and that's the whole point anybody that understands the sport and anybody that has been around the sport and fighting how much can you garner from what you saw out of the Conor McGregor you saw against Cowboy Cerrone? You can garner a lot. There's a lot of things you look at, you go, man, yeah. he did. You know, the first thing he did right off the bat was bad. It was bad. Just telling you straight out. He came out tried to throw a straight left, and you saw Cerrone duck it, but that's when they got in the clinch, and then everything from that point. Man, it was just all good. You know, he blocked when he, you know, the shoulder strikes, gets the separation. Cerrone throws the kick, blocks it. Boom! That kick up—that was the end of the fight when he hit that kick, really. And everything he did looked fantastic, and he did it to a guy that you look at and go, "Man, that dude's a stud." Yeah, Cowboy Cerrone's a stud, and Connor just dismantled him. If you were not impressed by that, then you shouldn't be watching this sport.
1: You looked at it and you said that he, did, he made a mistake by running across the cage and doing what he did. I look at it as it like I thought he did his research. His research showed that Cowboy generally starts slow. And he thought, let me go out there and press that pace right away and do something and try and catch him. And that's exactly what he did. I think he just made sure he stayed, stayed as busy as he possibly could, flustered Cowboy, and had a great performance.
0: In all of Connor's fights in the UFC, he's never done that. He's yep. always been very, very calm, very relaxed. Comes out, he'll take the center of the cage real quick, mm-hmm. but they'll stop. He will yeah. not do that, oh, I'm going to try to do this explosive move at the beginning. You know, I'm not saying it didn't hurt him at all, but if you're no. going to say, did he make any mistake in the fight? Well, you can say, well, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's Yeah. You know, but it's everything he did was after that point. There's not one thing after that point that you can look at and say, oh, that was bad. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. So... Just performance fantastic, yo! So I let's would like uh, to have it.
1: <laughs> so let's get into these. Uh, what happened today? You have George Mazadal and Kamar Usman got into a little altercation at the uh, at, at an NFL, I think, party or something like that. Well, the, a,
0: you got you got uh, Super Bowl press row, yeah. So you, you're have. Have you done that before?
1: Uh, I did, I did, yes, I did. I did okay. it when we were Strike Force. The Strike Force had the EA video game that came out back in the day and we were out there for the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl yeah for that it's
0: pretty cool had yeah a good time. I've, I've done it I've done it in multiple years and stuff and mm-hmm. it's great man you know you got, you got all kinds of you know guys that you know all around and stuff and you get to talk talk sports with all kinds of different guys They got all the damn podcast radios shows everything set up throughout there so yeah they kind of got into it you know I don't know what started I didn't get to see actually what started I saw when Uzman mm-hmm. Was basically, you know, saying, you know, come get it, right? And, mm-hmm. and he's Masvidal going, dude, you got a broken hand, you got to cast on, you know, go away, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but hey, everything is the way you handle yourself, and and, yeah. and the way that that Masvidal was handling himself, he's saying the words, but he's he's you know, but he's not getting into that that point, but that little exchange, it sells. You know, I'm looking at it saying, man, you know, I wasn't sure, you know, what the UFC is going to do. And I don't know. I don't have any insight now. Mm -hmm. You know, most of the time I'll get some information at times. But I look at that and I go, "Yeah, it's going to be Usman and Masvidal. So there's two things. Go ahead. Great. That's a great fight. I can't wait for it. There's
1: two things that I look at. I looked at. Yeah, sure. You guys promoted the show. You guys are never be invited back to the NFL press, press, (laughs) walk thing or whatever it was. Yeah. (laughs) That's this is this is the exact reason why fighters generally aren't invited to shit like this.
0: Yeah, that's exactly
1: it. You know, like I think in moments like this, there's there's always you gotta pick the time and the place. And I know sometimes the emotion get the better of us, but you gotta remember there's a lot of money that goes in, and, and this is where I'm gonna side with the UFC. Okay, so I want you guys to pay attention. Okay, <laughs> this is it's true. At moments like this, they spend a lot of money buying you VIP passes, red carpet walks. It costs them money to put your guys' asses there. It's very, it's very stupid for you guys to kind of ruin it for other people when things like that happen. It becomes an altercation, then I know in the back everyone's going. This is why we don't fucking invite fighters to this shit. This is exactly why we don't do it. And it's true. Like I want you guys to go back and take a look at the old uh, that thing that happened in Nashville with Mayhem Miller on CBS. Mayhem Miller, Nick Diaz, Jake, and Gil, and all them. Guess what? We never had another show on CBS after that. They ruin it for everyone. Moments like this, it's true, moments like this is when you're like, fuck, man. Like, you potentially, you guys, outside of what you guys did, it's stupid. Just shine it on. This is what helps your guys' your brand. This is what helps the fighter's brand. You guys walk in the red carpet, meeting other athletes, other stars, get an opportunity to, to spread. Like, I'm just trying to drop a little bit of, like, old person knowledge to you guys. Like, I did a lot of stupid shit when I was younger. You know, but there wasn't as many cameras around. Now, everyone's carrying around a fucking really nice one on their fucking in their hand. You guys gotta remember that. And I, I know that it's the fight game, but at the end of the day, you're hurting your own brand. So I just want to see the best thing. The, that's sure the fight. I think is amazing. There's no doubt about. It. There was never a doubt, anyways. Masvidal on him is perfect. I think there's Masvidal is really good wrestling. Very, it's drastically underestimated. Probably one of the best wrestlers in the game. And uh, he doesn't get the credit that he deserves for that. As well as his boxing, his kickboxing. And he's the one that started off with that calf kick. You know, from the time that I recall back in like 2008 when he fought Gil. I remember him using it then. And I believe that that's a tough, tough fight for for Usman. A very tough fight. Especially if he can't get him down or he starts to... He showed that he doesn't get tired in this last fight. There was not a whole lot of wrestling involved in that fight though either like pretty much none. <laughs> so when you're talk when you're talk M-Mazdal is going to make him wrestle. Mozadol is going to force that wrestling as well as that stand up. He's going to push him to the fence, clinch him, elbow him. He's going to get down and dirty with him. He's going to take the fight everywhere. And he's yeah. going to make he's going to make Usman fight him in a bunch of different positions. So that right there to me is that's a great great fight. I just hate to see it happen it's in big in big places like this because the promotion itself pays to put you guys there to make the sport look good, to make the promotion look good, you know? Um, and you guys kind of, kind of fucked it up a little bit.
0: Nah, you know, it wasn't bad. It, it, it wasn't bad. It, 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 it wasn't. All. But it just sucks. Them, both of you, you know, it's like sticks and stones, break your bones. Yeah, yeah. Words, they, there was words, okay? Usman, he was saying some words. all started and then kind of like, eh, you know what? Come back to me and get your cast off. It's okay. It all yeah. in the end is going to work towards making you guys more money. It's going to make the mm-hmm. UFC money. Congratulations. I'm going to buy your fight. I can't wait for it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for that fight. I'm definitely excited. I can't think of another matchup they would really make.
0: I don't think there's a matchup they can make that is as intriguing because there's <laughs> I don't know what it is. Nate Diaz is the only one to call out Masvidal. As dude, you're real, and that's why I want to fight you. Yeah, you know it was kind of like a good thing. Anyway, everyone else, man, you know Leon Edwards, he hates him. Darren Till hated <laughs> him. Now fucking Usman hates him. And it's like it's just making it's making Masvidal who he is because yeah. he's got that. You know now he's got the swagger, and the, you know, some guys it. talk to him, and I know he's you know kind of he kind of took the Scarface I kind love of it. you know pers- Oh fuck yes, it was awesome. I love it. Great job by him, and he's just running with it, and he's saying smart things. And I I, I honestly, God bless him; he deserves it.
1: I I thought he handled the altercation today very well. Like just that, he's like, "Oh, your hand's broken. If I beat you and knock you out, you're going to say your hand's broken." He's like, you know, and (laughs) it's like, and then if you hit me with my cast with your cast, and your hand gets damaged more, I'm the asshole. He understood what was going on. He's like, "Nah, you know," and you know, and Usman. he just he he showed with Ben Askren. He has a hard time controlling himself when it comes down to people talking smack about him. Yeah, you know, you, dude, you're the champ. You dude, don't need don't to go. Worry about ch- it. You don't got to go chasing these motherfuckers. Oh, they just the best guys will get to you, and when <laughs> they get just, to you, just, just do what you it off, just do what you did to Colby you're Covington. That's so it. he's I'm excited I, if that fight actually does happen. I'm excited for that fight. I'm That's really excited one. for
0: that fight. Um, Usman's, Usman's the real deal, and so yeah. man. with that fight comes together i know that masvidal is just he's gold as far as you know you're going to get the best out of him yeah he may not win he may not win but man he's going to go after him with everything he has yeah and uzman right now he's top of the food chain that's awesome well that's
1: gonna be great hey you know what dave i think this is a good opportunity to do some fan questions yeah
2: um so. Can you can
1: you try to speak a little bit more in the English accent, not the Scottish one? Because like Michael <laughs> so, Bisping English. So no, no. So people can understand you when you read the question. Like Michael Bisping
0: English. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> all right, mate. No, Michael Bisping. I don't know. You said uh, do you just said mate. All right, uh, mate. That's Australian, man. No, that's mate. No, that's British. Is that really? Yes.
2: Yeah, I hear that no. from <laughs> Australians <laughs> all the time. Is it really? G'day, mate. Yeah, it's pretty Australian. G'day, mate. Well. G'day, mate. It's good. Um, Go uh, so. I like this question, but um, I think it changes a little bit after this past weekend. leron 570 asks Is AJ McKee versus Adam Boric the biggest fight in Bellator history? No!
0: (laughs) It would have been a good one, but yeah. yeah. Oh, and this is something I didn't tell you. Here's some information for you so you know. and, And this is like you're talking about hey, promotions do a lot, be smart, you know, but Adam Borch. In the back after his fight, was so distressed. You know, he never. You got to figure the kid has never suffered a defeat in any in combat com- sport. In any combat sports, he was almost ready to fight with the the uh, California State Athletic Control Inspector that was back there because he was tearing the room apart. He was so upset, and they told him, "Hey, you got to you got to settle down." And it just started to get out of hand. He did not handle that loss well. He was not happy in the back, and. uh He's gonna have to learn that. Hey, it's a setback. It's not the end of your life. Yep. It's. Uh, I know you're upset. I know, you know it hurts. Learn how to deal with it and learn how to move on.
1: Yeah, I uh, I actually sent him a message and I just said, "Hey, man." I go. It really just has to do with how you how you come back from it. Yeah, that's 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 what proves you're a champion. He's never lost in kickboxing. He never lost in boxing. He never lost in MMA until last weekend. Like, I mean, he'll be back. I mean, and everyone that we've talked to throughout his fight camps, like, dude, he's fucking good.
0: He's no. he's really really good. I have, so, I have not I've not had one one yeah. person that's ever trained with him come out and say, yeah, he's all right. They all go, dude, that fucker's good. That dude's yeah. fast. That dude's yeah. strong. That dude, he man, he's just he's crazy. Yeah. So, it's he's got it. He's just got to you win with class and you got to lose with class. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's that's, it's, that's always take, it. it's always hard it to take. It's always hard to take that first loss. Um it sucks. To answer the question, absolutely not. But but this does make for a very interesting second fight. Darren Caldwell will out wrestle AJ McKee. Agent McKee showed his last fight that he tends to slow down around the third round. So Darren Caldwell tends to slow down around the third round. But Darren will be able to out-wrestle him in the third, fourth, and fifth if AJ doesn't get his shit together like he had last fight. Last fight was not a great performance by him. He was very sloppy, very careless. He looked like he just was trying too hard to get Compos out of there. And when he didn't get him out of there, Compos, was one of those guys who was able to just grind it a little bit more. He just got stuck in a submission like he got caught slipping out of the back and got caught with the, that triangle that weird funky triangle that nah, was an arm bar. There are, but it was like an ar- it was a triangle it, arm was bar. Se-
0: it was set up with it was well just like aga's arm did what you know a lot of people are going to say was a triangle that's the aga's arm when he pulls the arm gotcha. the way he did and stuff yeah you know it's a way of doing but it ends up that was an arm bar it was yeah. a, it was a straight arm lock that ended up tapping campos out sorry guys but you know, I should have been. I should have.
1: John made it more specific for you guys. Okay. I want to make sure Yeah. I, I actually do. What what I, mean. I actually do know what I'm talking about. But yes, I'm glad. Do. I'm glad John clarified <laughs> it. But uh, to answer the question, no, absolutely not. It was it, even this fight coming up with Darren and AJ, was definitely not going to be the biggest
2: ever in Bellator. You got to be kidding me.
1: Go ahead. Next question.
2: <laughs> um, so somebody who's been talking a lot recently but doesn't have anything lined up, Picogram asks, "Where does Kevin Lee? That's, <laughs> Pico that's his name." Uh, he asks, "Where does Kevin Lee fit into all of this?" Kevin Lee is fighting I, I,
0: in Brazil. I, all of what?
2: All of the one fifty five, one seventy. You know, all the is he, he staying at
0: seventy or is he back down at fifty five? No, he's back down at fifty five. He's fighting Oliveira.
2: Yep.
1: That's a tough fight. We'll let you know after he fights Oliveira <laughs> where he fits in all this. I, I think I think he beats Oliveira as long as he doesn't make a mistake. Like He's yeah. got to make sure he, he, he's, he's got to. I think if he gets on top of him, takes him down, gets on top of him without getting guillotined, that's first. Second is posturing up and making sure he stays out of that armbar position and not overextending on his ground-up pound. He's got some nasty ground-up pound, Kevin Lee does. Very heavy. Very heavy, but he sometimes does it so heavy and so out of control, not as much control, that he ends up leaving himself out of position and perfect opportunity to get armbarred. Look, I fought a guy named Gerald Strebant, who was just very flexible. One of Eddie Bravo's like first brown belts, black belts kind of thing. The kid was fucking phenomenal. And I just threw caution to win and threw. I swear to God, had I not hit him a couple times, he would have fucking finished me. But I was able to clip him a couple times, and it kind of made him a little bit slower on the attacks. I can tell
0: you, you hit him more than a couple times.
1: Yeah, I know, but I'm saying...
0: I I was there, you were hitting him (laughs) a lot more than a couple times.
1: (laughs) But in those moments, though, there was a couple times... He had locked me up really well one time, and I was able to hammer fist a couple spots out of there and put my knee on his face to get out of that thing. Was
0: uh, was that the
1: first time you were in rubber guard? Yes, first time ever. First time ever. And I got to tell you, honestly, um, we had just started working with Dave Camarillo. And he had had a really flexible guard. And he kind of, but he wasn't at. He didn't have the experience of the rubber guard like like uh, Gerald yeah. and Eddie and those guys. Because no one, people were kind of just figuring it out at the time. And uh, fuck, it was in training. I was fucking everyone was fucking Dave Carroll was fucking me up with that thing. I was like, dude, I'm gonna lose this fight. Just stay out the guard. <laughs> but I was, I was an idiot. I just kept jumping in the guard like, oh, I got this. Just keep punching him. We'll be okay. But no, I think Kevin Lee, if he gets, if he can. Stay composed, fight a smart fight, start rocking him and getting him going. I mean, is it a main event or no? Yes. Ooh, that makes it a little bit tough. Five rounds, baby. Yeah. We're going to see. We're going to see if uh, Farasabi's got him ready for five rounds. Yep. I have not seen him be ready for five rounds yet. So I'm hoping that he can do it. Um, we're going to find out. We're, we're going we're to find out after this fight where he is in this whole conversation. Yeah. But I've always
2: been a fan. Always been a fan. What about all this weirdness he's talking lately about how everyone is worse than him? Like, how do you feel about all that? I think I think um,
1: it's not. I can't say that they're worse than him, but they they don't have the they don't have the abilities that I think he has. He just hasn't been able to put it together. I think he's probably one of the most talented guys in that division, but he just has to put it all together. It doesn't mean shit if you can't make it work when the bright lights turn on. All Kevin
0: um, Lee needs to do is exactly what he did in his last fight. Go out, have performances where you starch people, people with undefeated records, like he did, mm-hmm. and good things will happen. Everything yeah. will come into place. You know, if he goes out and he goes to Brazil and he fights Oliveira and he gets a, gets a win there, that's a big step towards being, you know, he's in that top, you know, four or five consideration of uh, lightweights there because you know you got Khabib, you got you know. Tony, Gaethje. obviously, you got Gaethje ahead of him. You probably Connor. have Poirier ahead of him. Poirier Connor. Connor. Yeah, so, but yep. he's still right there. Yep, we're
2: going to see. He's ranked, he's ranked number eight. Um, so, so uh, Sean Hogger asks, for people who only watch UFC, which five Bellator fighters would you recommend people, uh, people to watch with the entertainment, excitement being the main factor, not including ex-UFC fighters? MVP. Yeah,
1: Michael Venom Page, Adam Borix, Aaron Pico, Patchy AJ Mix, McKee. AJ McKee, Patchy Mix, uh, James Gallagher. Um, f- who else? Who else? Um, yeah, Vadim Nemkov. Nem- yeah, Vadim Nemkov, uh, Amosov, the one that's fighting Amazof. Ed Ruth. Ed Ruth, obviously. Ed Ruth, Amosov. Tokov. Uh, if you want to go heavyweight, you could say. Um, Minakoff, Minakoff, All the coughs. All yeah, the coughs all, out there. All the coughs <laughs> out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, the one that's fighting Ryan Bader at 205. Well, which I... it,
0: it, as, as simple as it gets. You want to you see a guy of the future. And I don't care if you say Bellator or if he ends up leaving Bellator and going to the UFC because he will be a guy fighting for the championship someday. Tyrell Fortune. There you go. I was going to say right. him. Heavyweight. He will be fighting Tim Johnson, who used to fight in the UFC. All right, so and had a winning record in the UFC. So that's his next fight. That's in February. It'll be February twenty-first, I believe. That you can watch it. That's a guy that is the future of the sport in the heavyweight division. So Amos,
1: the guys fighting Tim, Ryan Bader, Uh
0: in the in the main event is the, yep. in that. But both guys, Ed Ruth. And Yaroslav huh. Amazov is twenty-two and zero. You know Ed Ruth is eight and one. Phenomenal, you know, wrestler that just likes to stand up and fight. And you, know, and you have to stop holding mitts for him. That's just unfair. I just want you to know that because I was blamed for that same thing. You can't do that. <laughs> oh wow! We have to have this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid. You keep doing what you're doing. That's what oh, people man. say. It's like, are
1: you freaking kidding me? Whatever. All right. Well. All right. Well then, yeah. the boss will call me soon.
2: Probably. That's
0: He'll it. Like, no, yeah. we won't. Because you can <laughs> do it.
1: That's that's just fine. All right. Hit me up. Next question.
2: Uh, this is the last one I've got. It's not like tied in with all the stuff you guys have been talking about man, okay. for the last few days. But um, does Douglas Lima leave 2020 as a champion? Well,
1: uh, yes, only because I'm hearing uh, we just they just re-signed Gegard Mousasi to a long-term deal. So I'm hearing that we may see Gegard and Lima. Now, if yeah, that's the case, I hope not. I hope we do not see that fight. Gegard is fucking a murderer. Like that guy, <laughs> people don't give him the credit, and Lima is a murderer also. But no, you saw, we already saw, we already saw... Rory McDonald and Gegard, and we saw what happened. And Lima, even Everyone though he gets that fight, even though Lima beat Rory, it was still a tough fight. I'm just saying, I have no desire to see that fight at all. I want to see Lima. I want. I want to see us. I want to see our up and coming guys. Amosov and Ed Ruth. I'd like to see them fight. I'd Like to see Neiman Gracie fight Lima as well. I mean, there's guys in our division that I would love to see him fight first before he goes off. And you yeah,
0: know, I I always look at it. Now and, I mean, there's there's Korishkoff, Lima has already fought three times, so that yeah. one's kind of out of the, out of the way. Yeah. But there's I always looking if you win that title, which Lima just did. There's a lot of guys that are waiting. I would love to see Lorenz Larkin and Lima again. There you go. They, that was, you know, Lorenz came in and fought Lima in his very first mm-hmm. fight in Bellator coming from the UFC and he lost that fought a good fight but I would, you know, right now Lorenz Larkin, look at what he did in Japan. He's on top of his game. Right now Lorenz Larkin's a beast. Yep. That dude is so good. He's so controlling. He's hardly getting hit. He's just lighting guys up. He's so hard to take down. There's a lot of guys in the 170 division. I would like to see Douglas Lima fight before he goes and fight someone like Gegard, because you know fighting Gegard that's not for a title. He, Gegard's not the champion. Lovato's yep. the champion. Yep. So go fight Lovato.
1: Yeah. I, look, I think I I can agree with you on that. And what people think, Larkin left the UFC on a winning record. Or he would left on a on a win streak. So when he came over and he fought for the title and he lost. Then he goes back and he had a a tough fight against uh, Paul Daly. Paul Daly Daly beat him. Then he started winning again and now he's on Mm -hmm. track. He's back. Confidence. It's always hard to come to a new promotion, you guys. If any any of the Bellator guys or one guys went to the UFC, their first fight they probably would have a hard time. We saw that with uh, Marlon Marais. Eddie Alvarez. You know, Marlon Marais lost his first fight. Eddie Alvarez lost his first fight. Like, it's hard to come over and have that. Um... It just happens. So when he came over, and now he's finally found his groove, it's probably starting to feel more like home. But there's Amazov, Ed Ruth, Neiman Gracie. There's plenty of guys for for Lima to fight that he hasn't fought yet. He doesn't need to fight Korshkov again. You know, like Korshkov can fight some of the other guys. But I'm excited to see Amazon and Ed Ruth. I'm telling you guys right now, that's going to be a fucking great fight. An absolute barn burner. I'm excited for that.
2: Yep. Just real, just real quick, while you mentioned Lovato, did you see him on Rogan today? Having to relinquish the title because uh, yeah. he has to put his career on pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I knew about it already. Yeah, yeah, he uh, had to, he had to vacate the title.
2: I uh, didn't know that. Yeah,
1: he um, is having some medical issues that needs to be taken care of first to uh, potentially continue to fight. So um, we'll see. Well, the be-
0: the best uh, Rafael Lovato Jr. You know, he's a great guy an incredible representative for Bellator, for the sport of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's a classy guy, and I'm, I yeah. I don't know what's wrong, but man, I, ho- I hope everything's okay.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. I, I there's been reports that like a couple doctors have cleared him to go ahead and fight and continue on with his career, but a couple doctors through the California State Commission have have had a couple issues with some of his medical stuff, so they're looking more into it to see if they can continue to. To uh, have let him fight, but in the meantime, he's like, "Look, I can get back to this position wherever I need, and we could, you know, he's like I, can, I don't want to hold the title up." So he relinquished the title so that the guys can fight for it, and then he'll get an automatic title shot if he comes back. Because I want
0: Gegard versus Tokov. There you go. There you go, <laughs> Gegard
1: Tokov. All the coughs. You guys are all, all be fighting the for the title soon.
0: If you're coughing, you're good, dude. Yeah. because, man, they're good.
1: <laughs> you got any more?
0: Uh, no.
2: I was just reading through Lovato's thing, but.
1: You can't read. Don't lie. (laughs) All right, my man. Hey, look, everyone. um, Thank you for tuning in. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all the platforms. Hit the subscribe button. Also on YouTube, hit subscribe. Hit the thumbs up. Thumbs up. Okay. That shares our videos to everyone so we can get the word out there more often. Post our videos as well. Anywhere you guys can. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you like something we say, Dave here. Podcast. Dave, to start doing some small clips and breakdowns for us all, cause you know we got to get him working. Got to get him doing something around this place. This guy. Big
2: John's out there, like, get you me can, paid for yeah, him. Yeah, he's awesome.
1: Paid. Can you follow me, the real punk, on Instagram and on Twitter? Also follow our Instagram at Wayne in Show on there. Okay, Big John.
0: Follow me on Instagram or Twitter, John McCarthy MMA, and if you. Uh, Send me something that's reasonable, I'll answer it. You send me something (laughs) stupid, I ain't answering (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining Wayne in, and uh, hopefully we'll get back to you guys here shortly. Have a good night.
0: Later.